0: There's nothing more pathetic in baseball than not being able to hit. And yet somehow, the pirates out pathetic even that. Good morning to you. Good. Monday morning, I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. Marlins 2, Pirates, oh, go ahead and guess. <laughs> yeah, zero. Again, five hits, all singles, all from the usual suspects. It's pathetic. I'm not saying that to sound dramatic or hot take It's actually pathetic. And if you think I'm being over the top here, I want you to listen to this and listen to this carefully. I'm going to read off for you four names of four players who are in the lineup regularly. JiHuan Bae is in an 0-for-30 slump. Jack Sawinski is in an 0-for-29 slump. Rodolfo Castro is in a 1-for-25 slump. Austin Hedges, who just perpetually slumps, is 0-for-his-past-17. If you add those four up... You're just not going to believe this. Those four players are a combined one for their past 101. One for 101. I am not making this up. And no, I do not have a batting average to attach to that because my calculator doesn't have that many decimal points to farm it out. And they continue to not be replaced, which of course you can blame on Ben Charrington. They continue as a result to get run out there, which of course you can blame on Derek Shelton. But what blows me away is that not one of these players ever amounts to an exception to getting better under Andy Haynes. That's more staggering to me than the one for 100, you would think that a hitting coach of any knowledge, skill level, whatever it is, would be able to fix just one of them, to help one of them get to the point where they at least aren't a catastrophe waiting to occur in the batter's box. We're not talking about, you know, get up to 250 or 260 for your batting average. We're talking about just not making an out every single time you stride up there. That's how destroyed these players are. I mean, I could throw in a few others, too. None of them are that crazy. But one for 100 out of four. Regular players in your lineup, four out of nine, just half your lineup, is one for 100. How does that happen? How is that allowed to happen? Any of it. You can take your pick. You know what? Go right ahead and blame the players themselves. I am 100% fine with that. Spread it however it is that you'd like. Because you could pull me in off the street and i couldn't swing a bat right now to save my life but I'd, i'd i'd go more than one for 100 i just would i'd just stand there and just randomly swing the wooden thing as much as i could with as much force and try to time it and just hope and maybe maybe i'd go two for 100 i don't know If you're a player and you go up there with guys on second and third the way the Pirates did yesterday, and you don't even try to put the ball in play, you're swinging out of your shoes or you're watching strikes go right down the pipe, yeah, of course that's partly on you. You grew up playing this sport. Even if your hitting coach is telling you to go up there and be patient in that situation, don't listen to them. If you're the people running the team, whether it's the field manager or the general manager, and you realize that you have such overwhelming evidence that the person you are paying to make hitters better at hitting is failing so spectacularly at the only job he holds. And you're thinking to yourself, uh, maybe there's somebody out there who could be better at this. Yeah, I think there just might be. What are you doing? What are you doing? We're not even even at the stage where you can say, hey, the pitching is bad or whatever. You can't. You can't. The pitching's actually been really good. The Pirates have the sixth best ERA in all of Major League Baseball in the month of June. Osvaldo Beto was outstanding. Johan Oviedo's been really good. Mitch Keller's been good. Rich Hill's been... He, he's, he's getting you enough to win, okay? You might have Quinn Priester up here sooner rather than later. He just had a terrific outing this weekend for Indianapolis. It's not about the pitching. It's not even about the fielding, although that can occasionally suffer from somebody carrying their bat out there with them, so to speak. This is 100% about a commonality among these hitters. And the commonality is singular. It's a hitting coach who is so very completely disposable. This is not someone you have to worry about losing. You don't have to worry about letting him down or having the rest of the No, no, man. This is, this is the most black-and-white obvious case for firing a coach that I think I've seen in my career a lifetime of covering professional sports and take that from someone who also covers the offensive coordinator of the Steelers, Matt Canada. This is embarrassing. It's beyond embarrassing. At least it should be when we come back J1Q. And it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Your front door. Your car. Your bike. Your computer. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Every day you lock and secure your home and everything you want to keep safe. Gun safety and responsible storage are no different and the best way to help prevent accidents, misuse, and theft. If you have a firearm, own it, respect it, and secure it. Visit ProjectChildSafe.org. Brought to you by the National Shooting Sports Foundation and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. And today's J1Q comes from Mike Anatori who asks, When O'Neill Cruz went down, DK, you talked about the pirates needing to just tread water to stay in the race in the Moribund Central Division. Now that they have utterly failed at that, and we know that Henry Davis and Nick Gonzalez have proven incapable of producing a Cincinnati Reds, Ellie Dela Cruz-type turnaround, can we finally conclude that the Charrington regime has been almost as big a failure at talent evaluation, acquisition, and development as the preceding front office? No. No, you can't, Mike. But I'm not answering that the way you might think I am. Hear me out on this, okay? Neil Huntington had his teardown period. That took around three years. By 2010, they lost 105 games, fired John Russell, brought in Clint Hurdle. Things didn't get better right away. They started to look up in 2012. 2013 comes along, and here comes the difference. Forget the amount of time and whatever, because every circumstance is is different. The difference is that in that season, the first one in which the Pirates showed so much as a glimmer of being competitive among their peers in the Central, even though the Cardinals were still good, even though the Cubs and other teams, I mean, it wasn't a, a, a tank division. You know, there were some decent teams there. As soon as the Pirates got competitive, Huntington did go and add pieces with the blessing of Bob Nutting, Frank Coonley, and everybody else. They added payroll. They added veterans. They added a former MVP in Justin Morneau. Ramis Ramirez came in. Some good players were added from the outside. And... Things just got progressively better over the course of that season. Of course, it was all led by Andrew McCutcheon being an MVP. But by the time they got to the playoffs, there was a a real thing. They didn't run and hide from it. They didn't back down from it. They didn't try to find excuses to not do it. That's what you're seeing and hearing from Charrington right now. On his weekly radio show yesterday, you're going to think I'm making this up too, but it's but it's totally true. He actually stated that he would make a decision about whether to buy or sell at this coming trade deadline based on how the team does. He put it on them. He said, well, we'll see how they do. Let's see how the players do. But do you... Do you Are you separate from them? (laughs) Are you distancing yourself from this? Are you saying that it's okay for you to just idly plop yourself onto the figurative couch and watch O'Neill Cruz get hurt and never get replaced? Watch every hitter in your lineup, except for Andrew McCutcheon and Carlos Santana, who are too old to be influenced by hitting coaches, get ripped apart from a poise and productivity standpoint by this hitting coach and and you're doing nothing about it you're plucking waiver wire relievers up still like it's never stopped being 2021 or 2022 that's that's your difference and no I'm not ready to put him I'm not ready to put Charrington into a category with Huntington. Huntington made the playoffs three times. Won a round against the Reds. This team isn't within a solar system of doing anything of the kind. Not this year, not next year. And the scariest part is, the most ominous facet to everything that we're talking about is that everything continues to be aimed at just hunting the ball further down the field all this GM wants is for these players to not come through so he doesn't have to make any kind of buy trades or whatever and in the meantime the worst hitting coach any of us has ever seen will continue to be gainfully employed and oh by the way welcome Nick Gonzalez to the majors and Euro 0 for 8 get used to it kid Or better yet, do what I'd like to think that Henry Davis has done and just turn and run the other direction when he's coming down the hall. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We'll do another one of these tomorrow.